So can, it's like, is this a must win if you plan on being a winning team? Is it a must win if you plan on getting to the playoffs? Is that the way you view it? If they I, want to be a winning football team, nine and nine and eight at the worst, uh, do they have to win this football game? Here's what I think. Home games mean more than road games, although you've got to win on the road. Division games mean more than non-division games. AFC games mean more than NFC games. So that by that definition, the, the least important games of the season are road NFC games. Also, by definition, your most important games of the season are home division games. You get three of them. This is a biggie. So whatever words you want to call it, by my own definitions, what I've been talking about for years, this one is basically as big as you get. Because you only get three of them all year, and here's one of them right to start. Now, I'll say it's even bigger because I do hate the Raiders more than I hate the Chiefs or the Chargers. I always have because I hate the freaking Raiders because there is something called rivalry, and I want to beat the snot out of the teams I hate the most, the most. Yeah, I, I so think. So let's go. Look, no, I, you, you made a lot of sense there. Like, if you're looking at it from you know, the way that you framed it, if you're looking at making the playoffs – that, that's the way. You, that's the way you got to look at Correct. it. Correct. If you're looking at it as getting as having a winning season, <laughs> as having a winning season, you know your home games are like at the top of the list, right? That that trumps yes. everything else. Home games yeah. and then away games. You want right? so you want to go six, six and two at home. Essentially, that's, that's the where that's where it starts. Now, when you look at it from a playoffs perspective, yeah, look these division games and your AFC games and your home games on top, all that in the mix, they're they're so vitally important, especially against. Your worst division opponent in the AFC West. Yes. The Raiders are the worst one yes. out of the Chiefs and the yes. Chargers. Yes. I mean, and yes. you're playing them at home? Come on. Yes. But Come the on. season ain't over if you no, lose. No, no, no. no. We're, we're not, no. This is not Swamp Kings. You can't. You lose one, two games in college, that's it. It's over. Your seasons right. are, are toast. Like yes. Clemson. Like Clemson. That's night right. Night. That's night right. Night. Um, night, night. Season's over. <laughs> Hope you had fun this summer. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. All uh, that work for nothing. All that work's over. Um, and my eyes tell me they're they got plenty of losses Ooh. left in them this year. Um, but also, you know, and, and 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 you just hit on it in passing, Stoke, without attaching like the, the number to it. That like this is the most favored you're going to be for any game at home this year. You're over a field goal kick. That's just not going to happen a lot for the Denver Broncos this year. So from the pragmatic uh, uh, odds makers, they are saying this is the one you have to have the most by more than a field goal. You favorite. know, you know who put the most pressure on Sean Payton? Prime time. Prime time. Prime time came, just changed everything, just like Sean Payton has changed everything. Prime time has put pressure on Sean Payton. Like, okay. Like, both guys did the same thing, did they not? Both guys, it's their show. You want to do it your way. Prime time. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. It, you know, it, obviously a different, but. I mean, Sean Payton has enough analogy. pressure on him as it is to win, you know. Uh, but, like, I was to, gonna your say, point, to your point, I mean. It's NFL it's, pressure. There's always right. pressure, yeah, you, you know. you, you got to always perform or look look at Hackett. You're, you're, you're not even making it out a year. Well, well. speaking of which, I, I, the, the direction I thought you were going to go, you said who put, put the most pressure on Sean Payton. I thought I was going to say Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. Right. Yeah. Like, just doing Sean Payton stuff. Yeah, but, but he's. Calling out the former regime, how yeah. bad it was. You better not be that bad. Well, okay, but all he did was the same stuff Deion Sanders did. Deion's, and that's why Dion was like screaming at reporters about believing and you know the this that the other thing. It's like poor Ed Werder. But, what, but, what, but, what Ed Werder do? But to, but <laughs> but to to everything that 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 uh, that Dion has done, he he didn't call out Carl Durrell because he could have. Uh, like, hey, he look at this oper- well, like look at this operation a year ago. 
Like, look at, like, like, you know, that's what Sean Payton did I with guess, the Hackett but, stuff. But, I mean, Prime also in the spring said, you know, I'm bringing my Louie, which, you know. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I know. You know, is he not talking about Darrell there and there's recruits and the team that he put together? Very indirectly. <laughs> oh, so, Sean Payton was more direct at Hackett. Ah, well, okay. I mean, they, they both were taking shots at, at previous regimes and doing things completely different and, uh, and all that is no Sean Moreno goes to tackle Stornhole history. Uh, uh, earlier in the really? summer, a freaking epic battle. Really? That Stokely had no on the ropes. It came down to the literal last bag. I, and, have, I had a teammate, by the way. It wasn't 101. Let's not get it. Uh, listen to Stokely. Oh, you're just throwing his team. Wow. But, but <laughs> no Sean freaking with his final bag. Holds it in walk-off fashion, and it was like the you know we had fifty people watching and freaking going crazy. So there's a little little history there. All right, all right, all right. Well, that's good. He's good. He's in the saddle. He's getting in there. Stokes getting out. They can have the competition of the medium t-shirts and the large biceps. They can uh, whose veins are popping more uh, out of the curls. <laughs> That'd be a fun little contest right there. Oh my gosh. So, dude, just real real quick, um, as as we settle in here a little bit. Um, where were you? Where were you watching it? What was the reaction? Just walk me through your experience watching CU. Yeah, I mean, just the best place for me to watch a game, right in my living room, totally right, right. locked in, right. taking notes on it, not expecting what we eventually saw. I mean, but DMAC, in terms of the, you know, coming on here, doing, talking about uh, this is my seventh college football season, or talking about CU or even the Broncos, man, that's like top three of unexpected uh, out. You're a three-touchdown underdog. Yep. Three touchdowns on the road at Texas Christian who was just in the natty. Like, what? And and they didn't – it wasn't just by fluke or they got up big. and It was punch, counterpunch, but they were the puncher. CU was the puncher, and I was just floored. 25 years of closely watching Colorado sports. 25 years. That might have been the top one. Because somebody was, oh, what about the Nuggets winning? Oh, well, no, the Nuggets were supposed to win. Mm. The Nuggets, I expected them to win. The ads, no, I expected the ads to win. I knew how good they were. Were you here for the Packers Super Bowl? No, I was not. Okay. So I was not. That, I was not. That's probably like, because I think that's the largest spread in an underdog. I think it was like 13 points, 12 and a half points. All right. Largest underdog <laughs> to me, ever win that, a Super Bowl. Still, that's a team that got to the Super Bowl. That's the best team in the AFC. I mean, yeah, you know. yeah, but the 13 points, okay. and, and and the AFC had lost like 13 straight Super Bowls as well. But, all right, I'll just play devil's advocate here. You know who John Elway is. You know who the guys are that are playing in the game. You know, uh, maybe got some question marks about Mark Schlereth at guards, but you know basically everything else on that team. I get it. We didn't know anybody on know, this CU I team. Know, I, I mean, know, we knew about them. Right. You know, but we didn't. And we knew. Well, I mean, how, what do you think people thought that had never heard of Travis Hunter's name before? I mean, we had never really seen him play at CU. Saw him at Jackson State. But who, really, who, but who is really watching it? Who the hell? I mean, the guy goes for what? A hundred what? How many, how many snaps? There's 11. Oh, 129 snaps. That is insane. Yeah. What are we talking about? Yep. It's one of the craziest things you will ever see. And somebody asked me, well, do you think he could keep that up? And I think he could because you won't have to do that, Zach, every game. You know why? Because CU is damn good. CU is going to destroy Nebraska. 
He's not going to have to go 120-something snaps against CSU. He won't need to. That game's going to be over halfway through the second quarter. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. But I'll say this. Um, and Travis Hunter, by the way, first FBS player in 20 years with at least 100 receiving yards and an interception in the same game. Uh, but he'll need to do that probably seven or eight times this year. He will probably have to do that seven or eight times. So can the young man do that seven or eight times? But it's not an NFL season. He doesn't have to do it 17 times where every game is, you know, such a big thing. That's impossible. But in college, I mean, you know, uh, Travis Hunter, boom, bye, like, like, let's go. That is a heavyweight champion right there. So crazy. Are you he kidding me? Like Shohei Otani of college football right I now. I love I mean, it. it's, it's, it's so insane. Um, yeah, he's so talented. But then Shohei. Shohei, sit down. Are you good? Are you, you're fussing around. Get some headphones on. Get involved. Jump in. He um, sh- no, Shohei's already shaking his head. How about this? He's already shaking his head and stuff. How about this? Now, I'm, I'm really curious to hear from No throughout the afternoon, but, but, but I'll say this. You know, it, I love the sports gambling stuff. We've talked about it for years. It's, it's rare. It's rare, DMAC, to have um, it's the, the, the term is crossing, crossing through zero, to have a team that's favored. To now cross through zero and be the underdog, this is how crazy this is in the last week. This time last week, Mm. Nebraska was a a 7.5-point favorite. What's it today? Nebraska's a a two-and-a-half-point dog. It's not just cross through zero. You cross through a whole touchdown, swung through zero, and you're almost a field goal. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen that uh, not having to do with, like, a catastrophic injury to a quarterback. Never seen that. Why are you shaking your head no, Sean? Why are you shaking your head already? Yeah, you, you, you're just funny. What's going on out there? <laughs> what do you mean I'm funny about what? I'm, funny looking? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> funny? What do you mean are people funny? getting carried away? I mean, it's starting to sound that way, where it's like, oh, we're, we're here, we're there, baby. I, I can see the seven wins now. It's like... Seven wins? I mean, that's what... Minimum. Know. Oh, oh really? Here we go. This is what oh, I'm wow. saying. Wow. Seven wins. Did you, did you guys watch Arizona State? I did. I did. <laughs> Even after the haboob, I watched it, okay? See who's going to beat them. Stomp them. <laughs> yep, I, I, I agree. This time last week, Stanford, I said, uh, de- Stanford, done. I, Who else? But you still need to stay I, I, like I, that, Zach. I agreed with those teams, too. Cal's not on the schedule this year. I, I need you to stay like that, Zach. Be Washington like, State. Even well, though we saw you got to go to there. So yeah, we'll like see. A, we'll, we'll see what it looks uh, like. I need that same energy. Just like, with, you know, what Dion was saying. Oh, I saw what you wrote down. Just keep, you got to stay with like that, though. Oh, and, and by the way, from what I understand, um, and, and I hope this is solid because I had a, a two different people DM me on Twitter. Um, Ed Warder wrote a uh, Dion is a celebrity coach type of article. Okay. That, that, was, that was what he took umbrage with. So, uh, yeah. All right. So Dion is a personal issue with Werner, I guess. <laughs> it seems like it. But it's not up to reporters to believe in a team. Agreed. So you, in my opinion, Dion, and I, I got you back. And maybe this is going to make me get receipts with Dion. I mean, I'm not trying to. But it's not up to a reporter to believe or not to believe. It's up to a reporter to report. You. It's up to a columnist or an opinion maker, to give their opinion. Now, that opinion can be wrong. I mean, you know, but it's better to say you're wrong, you were wrong, can you admit you were wrong, rather than say, do you believe, can you believe, you didn't believe. It's not up to the reporters to believe. It's not their job to I, believe. I actually agree with almost everything that you just said. But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of suck-up reporters out there. There's a lot of suck-up media, so it does... 
blur the lines about what you're supposed to do and not supposed to do. Uh, you know, excuse me, Mr. Prime, Mr. Sanders, you know, could you be benevolent enough to answer my uh, pitiful question here? Please, sir, will you? How awesome are you? I mean, you know, there, there's that type of media, too. So don't, don't, don't sour the mood. Everybody's excited about the win. But don't blame people also for having doubts. We've never seen what's what. That's my thing. It's like I, I had CU as under three and a half wins. That does not. So they had to get to four to hit that. Have you changed that? Yeah, no. You guys stay no. there. Oh, no, 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 no. Because, because here's what oh, I don't want to do. Here, here, here's what I don't want to do. And I know, I know this often happens in our business. You have an opinion. You have a take. And then you watch the, the, the product through the lens of your opinion, I don't want to do that. Mm. I had CU at under three and a half right. me- wins, meaning three wins or less. My eyes tell me they're way better than that. So the last thing I want to do is be stubborn and mm. say, no, I said that they're under, so go and prove it again in Nebraska. My eyes tell me they're going to beat Nebraska. They're going to beat CSU. They're going to beat Arizona State on the road. They're going to beat Stanford, and there's your fourth win. That's what my eyes tell me. Might and be, I don't want to, again, just sit here and just, yeah, it could be. It could be. But yeah, you don't want to be Mike Evans. Dude, it, it took me two and a half series. It took me two and a half series. That initial stop, a 75-yard drive, and then the, the following uh, rest of the quarter, I was like, this is a real football team. And credit to those coaches because their, their biggest question marks, I thought, were in the trenches, and they freaking schemed it up. Look at how fast. I want to know how fast Shador Sanders got that ball out of his hands in that first quarter. Everything was snap out, snap, give it to athletes in space, and they freaking killed it, man. And now we have the Raiders as well. No, Sean, are you ready? This is going to be fun. Oh, yeah, baby. Hey, of course, is, I'm ready. Are you kidding me? This is going to be fun. How'd Georgia do over the weekend? Man, they looked uh, yeah. underwhelming. Yeah. Wait, who they, play, who they play again? Uh, UT Martin. Martin, UT yeah. Martin, yeah. So, yeah, I was Sisters expecting of the poor some... <laughs> yeah, I was expecting some fireworks, it you was, know what I mean? It, it was 48-7, to 7, but it came kind of plotting. Right, exactly. This week they have Ball State. Ball I State, think, another I think, rehearsal game. I think they will cover whatever spread is thrown at them this week. Did you see week. My, my orange win by 65? Against well, uh, Colgate, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. School. <laughs> you, look, you look around the league, you look around NCAA, I mean, guys, teams are scoring 70s, 80s, yeah, yes, 60s. Was, yes. So I was expecting the same thing with Georgia. Like, come on now, where, where the 50s and 60s at? Dude, yeah. And 17-0 at half. I'm like, oh, I watched I don't Oklahoma like that. put up 73-0. Uh, Oregon, was, I think, scored in the yeah. 80s, like against, I think, Portland State or something. But yeah, that was, uh, Georgia was not one of those teams. Well, we're here, we're here to mix it up and have a blast on this gorgeous. Tuesday, rivalry week. Enemy, know your enemy. This is the drive on the fan. <laughs> hey, 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 what's going on? Uh, what's up, KJ? Doing all right there, my man? I'm good, man. <laughs> We're making the transition. <laughs> right. Making the transition. All right, all right, I got it. And I'm with uh, No Sean. No Sean, it's great to see you. How are you, my yes, buddy? Yes, doing well. How you look are you? Good, yeah. man. Appreciate you. No you look uh, like, like you, were, you were working today. <laughs> you, were, you were doing something today. I was out and about for sure. You're right, yeah. Had some meetings. Doing some, yeah, and making some money today. Yeah, you have to, baby. So, yeah, had a couple meetings today and came straight over. Well, you look good. You look good. Feel good. See you what they did. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, I know you were on the air yesterday. I know. I know. I know. But it's the first <laughs> chance for me to sort of wrap my head, head around it and speak about it. And uh, as a poser buff, and that's what I consider myself, no, Sean? <laughs> You know, I definitely went to Syracuse, okay? All right. Went there, graduated, got the uh, got the pelt on the wall. Definitely paid for Arizona State, my friend. I can show you I can show you those receipts. Dion talks about receipts. I got my receipts for ASU, my man. 
So, you know, I can root for them as much as I want. Haboob. Uh, got my younger kid. He's in all sorts of colleges. He's, he's working on his third college in four years, uh, no, Sean. So, but they don't have football teams. Like, he didn't go to his, any schools that have football. Well, nope, sorry, he went to UNC. They got a football team. They lost. Yes, yes. So I reserve the right to root for anybody, but nobody, I no mean, school. Did, you Syracuse, did Syracuse win? Did you even they won like 65 nothing. Okay. Good. With Orlando Franklin on the call. Awesome. But um, I, listen, I thought Orlando did great. I'm so pumped for him. I want to give him a big hug. I know he's nervous about it. And it was just amazing to see my guy Orlando in the booth at the Dome, calling the game, and they played Colgate. It was a lousy game. Colgate stinks. But I was so pumped for Orlando to – but, hey, even me. So, you know, I went to Syracuse, no shot. Orlando, a very dear good friend, is calling the game. Halfway through the third quarter, I just stopped watching. I mean, it was like <laughs> with, with all that going on, I mean, I just it was just kind of time, time in my life to move on and do something else. Oh, yeah, I understand that. Because you know why? I couldn't take my eyes off that CU game. Yeah, it was hard to – are you Turn the channel, wasn't it? Are you kidding? I, I was stuck there watching Are it you, like, man, this is crazy. Are you kidding me? Mm, it was awesome. I had a signing at that time, right? And right around, it was it was probably five minutes left in the game. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to leave. I, I mean, it's, it's, get, it's coming down to crunch time. Dude. Like, We need some big stops. Oh, my God. We? We? Oh, really? Colorado, we. Wow, we're I mean, doing more I, I, I had a feeling wow. you were going to try to catch that. that that's we. No, we as we in, you know, we, Colorado. Uh, okay. <laughs> Right. Wasn't we last year? Was it? Was like, mm. we? We don't know what time the game is on last year. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know who they were playing last year. We? It's we. Hey, 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 hey! I'm right there with you. Okay. That's why I call myself a poser buff. Like I just, you know, I'm, I'm just. Uh, but I've been a poser buff for 24 years, so I will continue to be so because I do have so many friends um, that. Oh, man, it's nothing but CU. CU, CU, CU. And then there's, of course, the, uh, the ex-players. That's the uh, CU Mafia. Mm-hmm. You know, they, uh, they're the Illuminati of, uh, of Folsom Field. They control everything that's going on there. Then you got my guy, Joel Klatt, who loves CU on the call. But I thought he did a very, you know, down the middle, excited him. And Gus Johnson did a great job. Uh, but that was, that was something... No, I, I I can't. I'm tr- I'm trying to think. No, Sean. In my 25 years here in Colorado, I am trying to think of a of a uh, of a more uh, like dramatic upset sort of. How did that just happen? Moment. Mm. I, I'm having a hard time thinking one. I'm happy for suggestions, but I would not put like the Abs or the Nuggets there because the Abs and Nuggets. No, Sean. All they did was what I expected them to do. But what was, I mean, you, you tell me, what was the last, like, something that's deep in your soul that had, like, you just didn't know and you couldn't expect and they're 20-point underdog? Can you even think of another thing like that? Not, not, off, not off my top of the head real quick. I can't think of it. But, man, it was such an exciting game. Maybe that's what it was as well because it was so exciting down to the so wire exciting. the whole time. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. And it felt like, like an arena league game. Yeah, like one crazy. stop. Can we get one stop? Mm-hmm. And they got it. They got the one stop. They got the one stop. Then the running back guy, I forget his name, he ran out of bounds. I'm like, why are you running out of bounds? Oh, he got a first down. Okay. But, you know, still, it's like, eh. And Dion said special teams. Oh, special teams. Yeah, I mean. Special teams. I mean, it's going to be. A little the, sloppy. little sloppy. Um, but Dylan Edwards, Travis Hunter, Shadur Sanders, I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 
four receivers over 100 yards. Dude, the, the numbers are ridiculous. Um, they scored. It took them three weeks to have four throwing touchdowns last year. They got four in that game. Oh my 510 yards for Shador Sanders. Um, just a, you know, school record in his first game ever. <laughs> and then after the game, too, he goes, well, what? I was at Jackson State. I was at an HBCU. This is Power 5. Well, uh, I guess it's not that hard. Mm. Ooh. Woo! Mm. And then Prime just screaming at all the reporters <laughs> afterwards. I love it. <laughs> Do you believe? Do you believe? Well, it's not a, their job to believe, but who cares, Dion? I couldn't get yeah. enough of it. I couldn't get enough of it. I'm watching post games and reactions to post games and just all the, the, the local muggles, reporters talking. I couldn't, I still can't get enough of it. <laughs> I mean, it's the most, uh, it is just through your soul exciting. And it happened at like 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever. I mean, dude, the rest of the day was kind of ruined. Like, you know, what What do you do now? Hmm. I'm thinking when CU played uh, Georgia, I mean, y'all were expecting them to just come in just to win? And they, they won those games. I mean, was that not exciting times to beat a big what top years? school? See, what, what year was that? That was probably I mean, in 10. No, Sean, they, they were a one and ten I football mean, yeah. team last it's totally year. different now. They have fifty-seven new guys on the team yeah. since the spring game. I mean, who are? Yeah. I mean, it's prime. Okay, we get it's prime, but is he the real deal or is he a con man? Dude, he is the real deal. <laughs> he is the real deal. Holyfield. It is. Well, you didn't think he was the real deal before. I mean, let's that's, that's take. Don't, take, don't take, take the football stuff away from don't, me. Don't don't have him yell at me. I can't have I can't have Prime. <laughs> yeah, I can't have him yell at me. Come on. Did I believe him before? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what it. You know. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knew. Nobody knew. This is what they knew. The turn Jackson State around for sure. Ain't no doubt right. about it. He got guys to come to see you who would have never come to see you in a million years. But I couldn't believe how clean of a communication he had yeah. with, like, just the operation itself. I mean, the big, the big takeaway also I was that had me um, watching the game, well, halfway through the middle of the game, like, after halftime, they didn't have any penalties. It was, like, zero penalties. I'm like, man, they look disciplined team, converting on fourth down, third down, off-script plays as well. And it's who they were going against. I get it. Preseason TCU was ranked 17th, not 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I get it. I mean, still top 25 team. They played in the national championship game last year. They, they're they just... Were they? They were. Yes. They were? Dude, oh, you're so mm. funny. I'm just saying. You're not going to get me on that one. <laughs> I, we all know who won. We are, I just didn't... Mm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right? It's yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, they were there, I guess. <laughs> that being said, yes, congratulations to Georgia. <laughs> no, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad right they now. squeaked through UT Martin. I'm glad right? they, uh, oh, they, they survived somehow. So here we are. I don't know. I, 303-713-1043. Where do you rank it? Where's your excitement level? And what can uh, the Broncos and Sean Payton learn from that one? Plus, Travis Hunter. Is he okay? He was dancing. He was dancing yeah. in the locker room afterwards. He looked okay to me. This is a sensational day to be listening and rivalry week right here on the fan when Nebraska coming to town. No red. Nope. I'm going to make sure. Do I get any red on? No. You got any red? Nope. KJ, you got any red on? I better not. You better not. Take the red and throw it in the trash can this week. You might have been gifted some red at some point, but look at this. See this? Look at my binder. Bind. Away. Yes. Getting rid of it. Are you kidding? <laughs> this cop. 
He's throwing everything red around. Get it out of here. I love it. It's rivalry we even care on the fan. Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan presents The Drive. Let's go. You know. Let's go. Look at the text line. Look at my own phone. My guy Brock Heward chiming in. A more remarkable win than CU. Tebow against Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was a good one. That uh, you, You're absolutely that's right. That's, that's so up there. That was so bad in terms of what the Broncos expected that the Broncos were preparing Brady Quinn for third down. <laughs> it was a literal plan to have Quinn come onto the field on third down. Right? On third downs, man. That's classic. Right? What was that like? What was that like? Some good times, I must say. <laughs> was it? Yeah, maybe. What know? was the week of the? What was that practice week like? Hey, you want to describe that for the it, for the fans it, out there? It's like this: run left, run right. <laughs> that whole week, pretty much for Tebow. Um, you know, and I was injured at that time too. I was watching it the whole fiasco. I was watching from the from the booth, from the box. Were you aware of what the plan was during that week, though? Even though you weren't playing, were you? Did you know what they were thinking? I mean, not necessarily. I mean, it's pretty wild, though. I didn't know about the, the Brady coming on third down. Maybe I did hear that. Okay, but you had because you were injured. You yeah, weren't watching. You yeah. you didn't hear. Usually, it. yeah. You usually have to spend most of your time in the training room. You don't really go to the meetings much. And you're not watching the practices. Then, you're, yep, you know. you're inside doing your treatment while they're out practicing. So, so when you heard that later, were you just blown away that that was part of the plan? Yeah, it's wild to think about. Right? We didn't know that for years. We did not know that for years. But there were big rumors that week that Brady may play. So the rumors were kind of right. But nobody thought until years later it came out and Brady confirmed it. Brady was on the air here confirming it. that The plan was on third downs, third and seven, third and eight, third and whatever. <laughs> BQ would go out in the field and handle the third downs. But it never got to that because they played pretty well. They were handling things and they were, it wasn't just the DT pass. I mean, you know, you had the game in check. You had the game going mm-hmm. overtime and then you, you know, won in overtime. So you didn't need to, to lay it out. But what's yeah. curious to me about that is why was that the plan that week against Pittsburgh, but it wasn't the plan the next oh. week against New England? Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm right with you. I have I no know. idea. Just, first of all, to even think about doing such a thing is like it's crazy. out of this world. It's like, what are you talking about? It's crazy. So put another quarterback in because we know we're going to pass the ball? Is that That's so funny. <laughs> it's so kind of ridiculous. Yes. But he got it done. Oh, man. It makes it makes me almost feel like, of course the Broncos would want to beat the Patriots. <laughs> but maybe they were happy enough to just sort of get to where they got at that point. Who knows? Goodness. Crazy year. Insane year. Insane year, 2011. 2011 was insane. So good job, Brock. You're right about that. I'd, I'd put that up there, too. Yeah, I'd put that one up there. Nobody. I mean, look at, okay. Well, no one thought, I mean, we were at least in the playoff. Dude, you, you went eight and eight. Beep, hey. beep, beep goes the buzz back in into hey. the playoffs. There were dudes that didn't even open up their AFC West champion shirts and hats. 
<laughs> I remember being in the locker room. You remember all the shirts and hats were like in wrapping paper. People were semi-embarrassed, except Chris Harris. Chris is like, this is great. I'm going to wear this. <laughs> like, okay, Chris. Chris had a lot of enthusiasm going on right there. Oh, no, man, come on. First of all, how did you do it? How did you go 8-8, eight and eight, lose your last couple games, and, and, and still win the AFC West? Mm-mm-mm. How did that happen? Someone, who, who lost to put us in that spot? Oh, oh, that's a good question. Well, that's it had great. to be the Chiefs or the Chargers, something like that. Uh, Somebody must have come up with a clutch loss where they should have won. Hmm. I do forget. I, I don't I don't remember what it was. But it was ugly at the end of the year. I mean, I mean it was, no game was perfect in that season. I mean, every game was like fighting, <laughs> fighting, clawing to get a, a dub. The one game that kind of had a good flow and kind of just – Went your way from the kind of the get go was that Minnesota game. Like you guys up in Minnesota, just kind of. I mean, I think you're trailing a little bit. And the Kansas City game, the Tebow completed two passes. You didn't trail in the game. That was the only game Tebow started that you were never trailing, and he only, you only had two pass completions. In that game, I'll give you a little no, Sean, and you were on the team, so you should know this. Uh, which, which week? When? This is who? The Chiefs game when Tebow completed two passes. Who were the two passes completed to? <laughs> Come on, bro. Did he pass it to me? Yeah, I'm one of my suing. No, okay, so who? No, you don't remember? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, one was Decker, which was the touchdown pass. Two and passes the whole game. Complete, well, he threw seven. He completed two or nine, something what? like that. He completed two. One was to Decker. One was to Matthew Willis. Again, again, no, Sean, you were on the team. Was I? You probably played <laughs> in the game. I'm looking up stats. <laughs> Oh you know, hey, hey, KJ, I'm feeling. I don't know why. I'm feeling a new game. It's called Stump No Sean with his own life. <laughs> right, right. All we have to do, <laughs> No Sean, your mother's first name. <laughs> uh, 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 mom, not mom. Legal first name. Guess I did play a game. I only had four, four attempts. No Sean. Heck, why? Where is the universe? What state is the University of Georgia located in? <laughs> No, 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 Sean. For no, Sean. Man. How did we win this game? We have, like, no yards. <laughs> you never trailed. You never trailed in that game. What that was the only on? game you ever trailed in when Tebow started. This is wild. It's, it's just dawning on him. That Two wild? for eight for 69. Yeah, 69 yards passing. Right, because one was, like, a 40-something. Look at Decker. What was his long? 40-something yards. And the other was like a 12-yard pass to Matthew Willis. Yeah, yeah, three, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, 50. Uh, How long was it? 56. 56-yard 56 pass to Decker. And then Matt Willis. 11 yards. 13. 13 yards to Willis. <laughs> what? Yes, you won that. And, and we you, won. What, not only did you win, you never trailed. You never trailed in that game. This kind of makes no sense. <sighs> Nothing made sense that year. But, but that's why the Brock Hewitt, thank you, Brock. That was really good. Thank you so much. God bless y'all. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, We're going to have uh, Troy Rank on, uh, who is a proud CU Buffalo. And I wanted to get into Travis Hunter, but we, we ended up stumping No-Shot on No-Shot. <laughs> we had a little No-Shot on uh, No-Shot crime right there. Unbelievable. <laughs> Do you remember? What? what, what, what? I don't even remember much, man. Holy just cow. Just go about it. Just go about it. Dude, dude I'm just going to find other things where I knew you were on the team that you just don't remember. <laughs> Who was the Pittsburgh Steelers safety that did not play in that game? Uh, Ryan Hatt. Ryan. 
It's Ryan. First name Ryan, right? Holy cow. Ryan Clark. There you go. Thank yes. You. Yes. You got, you got I'm hype right now. You got one right. I'm hype. We'll talk to uh, to Troy. Uh, Travis Hunter, we're going to talk about can, is that sustainable going both ways and, uh, and play more. It's a great day. It's a beautiful, wonderful, awesome day because football is here, and what CU gave us was such a gift. I cannot even tell you. This is The Drive on the Fin. Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Let's go! You know what I'm saying? It's coming. 45 42 Shadour. Sanders takes a knee, and how about this? Woo! Drive time. Woo! Dia wins his first one. All right, we go to our guy, Troy Rank, our Denver Broncos, Denver 7 Broncos insider, but also a proud graduate of the University of Colorado, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Troy, put put it in perspective, CU's win. I mean, where do you put it? How do you describe it? Well, I mean, they won a national championship and played for one when I was in school. So, I mean, those are bigger games. But in terms of a rocket ride back to relevance, there is none other than McCartney with what he did in the 80s. But that took like the fourth year before they became relevant. I mean, they in a modern coaching era, he probably would have been fired and not been given that fourth year, given the lack of success his first three years. So there's nothing like it comparable in CU history to go from a team that won one game last year was arguably the worst team in college football that 87 new players, 57 after the spring game and look disciplined and absolutely potent offensively with three guys who look like they're all going to the NFL someday and Hunter Shador Sanders and Edwards. There's nothing like it. It's the best passing game I've seen a quarterback have in the history of the school. There's no, I mean, he broke the record in his first game at the school but I've never seen a CU quarterback, and I covered Coy Detmer, I covered Cordell Stewart, have that kind of touch on deep balls, that poise at the line of scrimmage, that accuracy. It was just breathtaking how good he was and how great the play calling was. I thought they would score a lot of points and lose, frankly, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. To do what they did on the road, it's just it's caffeinated the entire state, and especially that program. For sure. I love it, Troy. I love the excitement. But really, do do you think there are really some Heisman candidates on this team, though, after this first first game? Well, Travis Hunter was the top recruit in the country a couple of years ago, and he's doing stuff, no, Sean, nobody's ever done. Mm-hmm. I think the total now, in talking to Matt Smith when I hosted the morning show yesterday, they're saying we ended up at 149 snaps officially played. <laughs> I mean, the last example what? we could find of a guy who played both ways and was effective at that level was Miles Jack, the UCLA linebacker who had who was a great linebacker uh, for UCLA and had seven touchdowns for them his freshman year. But he had like 38 carries 
I mean, it wasn't like he was playing every down at running back. Mm-hmm. So what Hunter's doing is almost like Shohei Otani in baseball. We just haven't seen it forever. I mean, it happened back in the 50s and 60s, but nothing in modern football. So, yes, he is a Heisman candidate, but we know Heisman candidates are the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They always get the most love. Now, Shador Sanders, if he plays well and he and Caleb Williams, and he, let's say he continues to play well. I'm not talking 500 yards, no, Sean, but if he plays well and has another great game and they upset USC, mm-hmm. he at that point for me becomes the Heisman front runner. RG3 put him as his front runner today. I mean, that's after one game, and their schedule is still really difficult. But if he outplays the reigning winner, Caleb Williams, and, and they upset them, USC, all bets are off at that point. He could win the Heisman. If Travis Hunter has eight touchdowns and eight interceptions, averaging 100 snaps a game, there is zero chance he's not going to win the Heisman. Nobody's ever. I hope he would for that. Yeah, and Charles Woodson did it, but again, it was a gimmicky thing where he'd play like four or five offensive snaps. Everyone brings up Woodson, and I watched Woodson in college. I understand it. It wasn't like this. I mean, Hunter played every snap defensively and like 80% of the snaps offensively and was on special teams. What? I mean, I think at some point they have to be a little strategic with him in yeah. some of these games if right. they get way ahead to preserve him for the bigger games. But, yeah, DMAC, it's unprecedented to see a guy who's going to have games where he's going to score touchdowns on both sides of the ball. Well, I think Christian McCaffrey, um, he he just wasn't on every play. He came in second in the Heisman mm. one year because he just did everything. Again, I think if you do something that's never been done, I think if Travis Hunter does something that's just never been done, I think that's what it would take. But boy, oh boy, what exactly is going to stop him? Aside, I'm knocking on no, every... Even, don't, don't even... I won't even say yeah, it. I will thanks. not even say it. Appreciate it. Because I don't know what's going to stop him from putting those numbers up, Troy. Yeah, I mean, they're going to game plan against him. The one thing I would say he has to be careful about, and it's not injury as much as when he's a wide receiver they're going to target him and come up, try to have big hits on him. You know, it's just the nature of this beast. And that's where you can't really control it when you're over the middle. He's a guy who'll go up and high point a ball. He's taking chances. He's just, I love his fearlessness. That's where you got to be careful. I think how you use him, make sure we're not putting him in harm's way right over the cross, you know, crossing the middle of the field with a linebacker waiting to light him up. Uh, That's my, that would be my only worry. It's not even injury. It's just the toll it would take. So, I, again, I would be a little more strategic in how I use him as a receiver. From talking to CU, folks that know CU's roster way better than me, they got some receivers still that didn't even really play last week. So they've got enough guys to where I would just be, again, a little more strategic as I use him as a receiver. So maybe that's 50% of the snaps or 40% of the snaps just on third down. I mean, I would just be a little smarter. But if the kid wants to do it, I get it. And But if he wants to do it against USC and Oregon and Oregon State, okay. I mean, some of these games coming up, I don't think he's going to have to do it the whole game because I think they're going to be leading so hot that they just don't have to use him like that. All right, what's your uh, take on this moment, post-game, prime with Ed Werder? What's up, boss? You believe that? You, you be- Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. Do you believe that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I read through that bull junk you wrote. I, I read through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. You don't believe. You don't believe. What do you think, Troy? Well, listen, Ed Warder covered the Cowboys in the 90s when Dion was there. I covered that Super Bowl 30 
Cowboys, Steelers, and, and Ed Werder was the beat writer for the Dallas Morning News. Ed's a Longmont High grad. Is um, and just an impeccable, impeccable professional at what he does. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it in terms of that because here's here's why. Take out Ed. I mean, I know Ed, so I mean, I there was a bias there probably because I've just watched and read him growing up. But I don't like a coach asking a reporter, "Do you believe in my team?" It's not our job as a reporter to believe in your team. It's our job to cover the team. I understand the lines of journalism have been blurred because of blogs, because of the way it's just presented through social media. Like, I get it. I'm not naive to that. But my job isn't to believe in your team. It's to chronicle it and these great stories. And it's an unbelievable story. So, to, and, and I do think there, there was a history there between those two. And he yeah. saw him there. And he was probably the most recognizable reporter there from a national perspective, obviously representing ESPN. But, I listen, I've been bullish on uh, Prime. I've been bullish on all these things he's doing. So I get it. It's a chip on his shoulder. He was the same way as a player uh, with the media. I just think, for me, this is my point of view. As a journalist, my job isn't to believe in your team, promote your team. My job is to cover the team. I know some people think that's nuanced, but it's really not. I'm not here to promote your team. And so that's why I was just uncomfortable with it. Because what's Ed going to say? Yeah, I believe. And then wave the pom-poms. He's there to chronicle the event, and which he did. And he never made himself part of the story before or after. So, again, there was a history between the two that went way beyond this CU situation. I just, I wasn't uh, crazy about it, but I understood it. It's what Dion's done. He's drawn attention to himself in the program. So there's going to be moments like this. I just thought with Ed specifically, I thought it was like, I just thought it was unnecessary given everything they'd accomplished that day because it's not on Ed to believe in the CU football program. Well, what a week in Nebraska and uh, the Raiders and Troy, you're covering it all. So we appreciate it. And we'll talk to you uh, as we go down this road on rivalry week. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. They're saying the ticket prices, I just got an email, the ticket prices for that CU game yeah. are more expensive than any get-in-the-door prices for an NFL game this weekend. That wow. is crazy. That's uh, <laughs> There you go, Prime. I believe. I, I, you got to believe. <laughs> I believe I can't afford those tickets. That's what I believe. <laughs> Troy Rag of Denver 7, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Well, the big story of the day, no, Sean, is the week itself, what's leading up to uh, the Raiders, Sean Payne had a very interesting press conference over Zoom yesterday. It was a little testy, a little testy, Sean. And Prime, Prime is talking again today. So we'll get to all that coming up next.